six minutes after the hour. This is the Around the House program. Good to have you with us here. Thank you for joining us uh, on the radio, sharing your weekend with us. Gorgeous weekend here in the Rocky Mountain West along the Front Range. And we're glad you're with us. 719-473-1240 is our telephone number. I'm Ken Moon. We'll be here a couple hours. Uh, this, This month, Chris, two weeks from today, would be my 30th anniversary of the program. So, um... You know, we can talk about it then, and uh, but that's 1993. You were just a little kid, right, I suppose? I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. <laughs> you, know, have you, have you, you know, I'm just, I hate to start out with a complaint, but every time I do the show, I stop across the street at McDonald's. For the money, I think McDonald's is pretty good coffee, and I, I get a large black coffee from McDonald's. And it's so funny. Today, it's lukewarm. Sometimes it's boiling hot. You'd think that McDonald's, for all the technology they have in those stores, could figure out how to keep coffee hot at the same temperature. But I guess not, you know, but that's my, okay, scratch that off. That's my only complaint for the day. Uh, Let's see here. In in Casper, this isn't going to make a lot of sense, but this is the time we change back to standard uh, time tonight. So you want to turn your clocks back. Chris and I were talking about this there. Or certain most people are okay. It's a little irritating, especially in the spring when you lose an hour. We get an extra hour today, which is fine. But there are some people uh, that, particularly older folks, maybe people with PTSD, people kind of thing, where it's a little daunting when the time changes. So they just have to you have to tolerate that. But there's a move. There's a movement I read that there's 29 states right that are either considering have already passed a uh, sense of the legislature or whatever to keep the time the same. And so we'll see over, you know, Congress has to uh, approve that apparently. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. A lot of future, a lot of uh, states have shown interest in canceling the daylight saving time. But the problem is there's contingency plans. You have to wait for the Congress to get involved. Yeah, Because it has to be uniform for the planes and trains and, uh, and, and endless, yeah. And uh, uh, the uh, Colorado, and I don't know about other states, has voted for year-round daylight savings. Which, if you think about it, the the phrase "standard time," which we're going to go into tonight, was invented by the railroads, uh, and there are four time zones, of course, every fifteen degrees of longitude to standardize railroad schedules, which might, might have been, must have been a nightmare before standard time came in. Standard time is the closest when the noon uh, sun at 12 o'clock is straight overhead, wherever you happen to be. Colorado picked year-round around daylight saving time, which is an hour ahead of standard time, which means in the winter time it'll be dark for kids going to school you know, um, uh, like it is right now. I mean, it's, it doesn't really get light now until about quarter of eight, eight o'clock, right? I noticed this morning. So that's not a good thing. So uh, I, I don't know. You know, the politicians generally get it wrong. Uh, you would think that st- standard time is called that for a reason, that they would pick year on standard time, which Arizona has done. But anyway, it, it, be that as it may, turn your clocks back an hour uh tonight so we had a lot to talk, talk about today i wanted to talk about for a second john credit he was he's a wonderful guest he was with us last week talking about lawn and garden stuff and had a great conversation with john it's is always always a good one we always enjoy john when he makes appearances here on the program 
Here are some points to ponder. One of my buddies, Larry, who contributes a lot to the program, sent this to me. Random points to ponder, thoughts to ponder, kind of a Reader's Digest kind of thing. You might like a few. There's a whole bunch of them here. I'm not going to do do them all. We'll do, do the rest next week. Okay, so here we go. So now cocaine is legal in Oregon, but straws aren't. That must be kind of frustrating. Get it? Yeah, okay, I'm sure you do. Dear paranoid people who check behind their shower curtains for murderers, if you do find one, what's your plan? That's a psycho thing, right, from the from the 60s. The older I get, the more I understand why roosters just scream their hearts out at the beginning of the day. This one, Chris, I like. Being popular on Facebook is like sitting at the cool table in the cafeteria of a mental hospital. <laughs> I love that. You know you're over 50 when you have an upstairs ibuprofen and a downstairs ibuprofen. How did doctors come to the conclusion that exercise prolongs life when the rabbit's always jumping around but only lives for a couple of years, the turtle doesn't exercise at all, lives for over 100 years, so rest, chill, eat, drink, and enjoy life uh, all you can, right? That's, that's a certain logic to that. I, too, was once a male trapped in a female body, but then my mother gave birth. <laughs> that's, that's pretty timely, isn't it? I woke up this morning determined to drink less, eat right, and exercise, but that was four hours ago when I was younger and full of hope, right? Anyone who says their wedding was the best day of their life has clearly never had two candy bars fall down at once from a vending machine. <laughs> yeah. We live in a time when intelligent people are silenced so that stupid people won't be offended. Boy, oh, that, that is close to home. The biggest joke on mankind is that computers have begun asking humans to prove they aren't a robot. When a, super, when a kid says, Daddy, I want my mommy, that's the kid version of, I'd like to speak to your supervisor. Let's see. It's weird being the same age as old people. I understand this one. I kind of get a kick this next one. Just once, I want a password and user prompt to say close enough. Let's see. Oh, this one is, is also very good about computers. Last night, the internet stopped working, so I spent a few hours with my family. They seem like pretty good people. Finally, if Adam and Eve were Cajuns, they would have eaten the snake instead of the apple. Saved us all a lot of trouble. You've heard that one before, I think, Chris. It's worth repeating. 719-473-1240. I thought you might like a few of those. Very pithy. Uh, I don't even, do they still print the Reader's Digest? I used to read it all the time. I had a subscription for years. I think they had points to ponder. Laughter is the best medicine. Humor and uniform. A lot of those uh, great sections in the uh, in the Reader's Digest. I'm sure it's still around. It was a huge success in its day. Uh, tens of millions of copies printed uh, every month, as I remember. 719-473-1240. Let's see, I've covered that. I've covered that. Um, uh, a couple of things I did this week to get ready for winter, and that's kind of our theme in the in the show today of getting ready. Uh, the uh, little things you need to do to prepare for cold weather, which is really kind of here already, although... We get these wonderful interludes of 60, 70 degree weather, don't we, out here that makes it worthwhile living in the Rocky Mountains. I uh, got my humidifier fired up this week. I had a, uh, I bought a two-pack last year of, of me, my April air 
humidifier pads and uh, put the second one in uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday, I guess, guess it was. So a uh, typical thing, you take the cover off the humidifier. It's full of scale from last year. You got to kind of take the rack out. There's a little sleeve rack, a rack that the the screen goes into. Wash it in the sink and wipe it out and so on. It's not a huge, big task. And then you put the new humidifier pad in. Of course, you have you can't get it upside down. It has to be right side up. And there's usually a mark of some time, some kind on the top of the screen. Like like mine was a daub of green paint. Sometimes it's red paint. So get it in right side up. Slip it in the sleeve. Pop the sleeve back in, turn up that humidistat, and you're all set for another winter. I change mine once a year, I, uh, which uh, we don't have particularly hard water here. If you have a well or some kind of cistern system, you know, a small community uh, subdivision type system, you might need to change it more often. You'll have to check for scale because as the water evaporates, it leaves the scale minerals behind, which take the form of kind of a white residue you've probably seen that before so get the humidifier fired up for another year it does help i know it it's really dry here and you never really get to the humidity you want i set mine uh at about 40 uh, percent give or take there's a instead of a percentage on my humidistat it's one through nine numbers and so i'm kind of uh like about a five ish five or six and it never really gets that high even when I run it 24-7, I've noticed I have a humidifier gauge in my in my house. It only gets into the low 30s, 32, 33%. But that's better than nothing. You know, it, it's so dry here, never has a chance to catch up. But it's better than nothing when it comes to your respiratory system and your furniture, your hardwood floors all benefit from a little extra humidity. So you might think about getting that humidifier fired up. You can get the screens, I have an April Air, which I really like that brand. There are other good brands around, but that's the brand I prefer. And i uh, got a new screen. I'm all ready to go for another cooling slash humidity season at my house. 719-473-1240. We'd love to hear from you today. If you want to check in with us, give us a holler right here on Around the House. Well, if you need a plumber in your life, and who doesn't from time to time, I found a company you can rely on. You need to call Three Amigos Plumbing. It's a fun name for a seriously professional plumbing company. Now, I've met these guys. They're veteran-owned, have a great reputation, and uh, they'll do it all from a simple dripping faucet or maybe toilet needs a new flapper valve or whatever to a new water heater. These are the guys to call. They'll give you a free estimate, no hidden charges. So it's honest pricing, so there's no sticker shock. When you get the bill, they want you as a long-term customer that your referrals to your friends and family. So call Three Amigos, 719-597-6763. Best prices in town on Bradford White and Ream water heaters. And if you're in an older house, you don't want surprises over the holidays to so get that sewer line checked. They'll give you a free TV camera look at your sewer line when you hire them to clean it. Avoid holiday catastrophes. Three Amigos Plumbing, veteran-owned. You can't do better. Give them a call, 597-6763, Three Amigos Plumbing. Need help with your next home project? Back to Around the House with Ken Moon. Give them a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. 21 minutes after the hour on the Around the House program. We'd love it if you check in with us. No, as we say every week, no stupid questions on Around the House. Whatever's on your mind, we we learn from callers and hopefully vice 
vice versa. Chris just looked up, of course, there's an online version of Reader's Digest dot uh, com. It used to be all the supermarket checkout counter. We'd get one in the mail uh, every month, and uh, it was, you know, the theory behind Reader's Digest was they would condense everything, and so you had abridged versions of articles, even of books. Remember, uh, the bookshelves full of Reader's Digest condensed books that would uh, be like four books condensed into one volume, and people had a lot of those around there. I haven't seen any in a long, long time, but that was a, a big deal, a way to read something without having to read the, the whole thing, sort of like the Cliff Notes version of life. Anyway, Reader's Digest, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. We've, so last week we covered the Farmer's Almanac, right, Chris? And this week we... Cover Reader's Digest, 719-473-1240. I've talked about this on the air before. I noticed this week, earlier and more intensely than in prior seasons, my hands are, your hands are cracking and dry, Chris, like mine are. Every once in a while, yes. Well, this, I work a lot around the house and workshop in the yard and that kind of thing. So my hands get really, really dry and cracked. And we talked about this. Several years ago on the program, and I haven't covered it in a long time, we kind of got uh, listener uh, votes on the best treatment for uh, for uh, dry hands. People would talk about Vaseline, of course, wearing cloth gloves at night. Utter Bomb, I think, was was one that the theory was, you know, they used to use it on cows' udders because they would dry out. And um, Lubriderm was uh, voted on. And then somebody mentioned... Eucerin, and I think it's spelled E-U-C-E-R-I-N. Eucerin is an interesting uh, compound. It's a it's a really good hand cream, and you might think if you if you don't know much about it, the history is interesting. Back three four hundred years ago, when they were building those magnificent masonry cathedrals in Europe, the big stone edifices, the the masons, of course, didn't have any reliable gloves and. Nobody cared about a worker safety or comfort in those days. And these masons would have terrible dry hands from the, of course, the mortar itself is very drying. And, and uh, you know, they'd get their hands just would start to crack and peel and um, get all bloody. And somebody along the way discovered that if you peed on your hands, the urea in urine would kind of uh, help heal uh, the, the the lacerations and the cracking and the drying of hands. I don't know who the first person to discover that was, but down we go through the centuries, and Eucerin has a urea based to it, as I remember, and um, uh, I, I think it's still around. I haven't looked for it in a long time, mm-hmm. but that that was kind of the overwhelming vo- uh, vote on on dry hands. So if you have a better remedy than that, let me know. But this time of year, you know, this is the downside of living with no humidity i'll take it though having been raised in new england where the humidity was oppressive but yeah there's something to think about this seems to be a drier than normal year or maybe i'm just drying out in my old age i don't know something like that i just happened to think about that this week we had a did a whole segment of a, the program on that people were calling in and voting on their favorite therapy for dry and cracked hands because it can get really painful particularly along the edges of your fingernails and so there's another product for little tiny cracks that develop like in the edges of your cuticle uh, called new skin which is a like a plastic 
it's in a solvent. It's liquid. Put it on the little cracks, and it and it uh, and it hardens and makes kind of a clear band, liquid bandage, if you will. I have a I had a buddy back when I lived in Pueblo that used um, he would use super glue on cuts. Just put it right on the guts. It would burn, but it would, the cut would stay closed. He swore by it. I'm not. I wouldn't recommend that. But the new skin is. I think it's N U S K I N. That works. Yeah, uh, many well. many years ago when I used to bowl, that used whenever you have the uh, when you have your hand uh, start cracking around the. Uh, the thumbs or the fingers and stuff like oh, that. The finger holes or yeah, right. for the ball. Oh, I really? used to use the new skin there to repatch it when your when your skin started breaking up and stuff like that. Um, so. Real bowlers, and it sounds like you were one, Chris. They have a glove they wear, right? But it, the fingertips are still open. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the glove is for the rest of the hand. But yeah, I mean, you're talking down here in the crack here between the the, the finger and the and the thumb there. Yeah. To yeah. When you cause when you isn't designed right or something like that. So, cracks there. God didn't design the hand for bowling is what you're trying to tell me, right? Anyways, uh, so, Apparently for me, yes. So the new skin did help though, huh? Yeah. Very good. At, yeah. Least, at least for short term, yes. Yeah, well, for those little cuts around the uh, end tips of your fingers, it really works well. It's not like a medical show, doesn't it? It's not our intent here, but anyway, 719-473-1240. I got to share this with you, and I, I just got such a kick out of this. I had to read it twice. It was in the Gazette yesterday. And down our neighbors to the south, Fountain, Colorado, the headline is Fountain to Light Buildings and Streets by Solar Power. Fountain put their first solar array. It started generating power this week, electrical generation to fully offset power consumed by town facilities such as buildings and streetlights. Sounds good so far, right? Well, you've got to keep reading here. Um, they celebrated the 1.67 megawatt system uh, off of Highway 8587 during a celebration Wednesday for being the first in the state to offset 100% of municipal utility use. One of the spokesmen for the Colorado Energy Office says, you guys are leading by example and helping the whole state reach its clean energy goals. But they buried the lead. Here it is. Here it is. This thing cost $3.68 million, $3,680,000. The city received a $1.35 million state grant, in other words, taxpayer money. The town took out a loan to cover the remainder. It will be paid back, saving electricity costs. So they have a loan they got to pay back. They're going to be saving $175,000 a year in electricity costs. And they're celebrating that. A sixth grader could do the math. You divide $3.68 million. By 175000 it'll take 21 years to pay for this solar array, at which time they'll have to replace it anyway because solar panels only last about 20 years. So here we go again. I've talked about this endlessly. On the, this is so cute of them, so precious, if you will. They're saving enough that they can pay for the thing in 21 years uh, before they start saving any real money on electricity, at which time the thing will be obsolete anyway. How interesting is that I've talked about this before. We started years ago at the South Gate of the Academy. There's a huge solar array. You've seen that, right? That costs 20 million bucks, give or take, and it saves a million dollars a year, which means it's a 20-year payback before you start really saving anything. And again, at 20 years, solar panels are worn out and they have to be 
replaced on average 15 to 20 years because they just get less and less efficient as time goes by. So the city of Fountain is patting itself on the back for essentially saving nothing. But they got to virtue signal. We got solar array in town. Oh, my goodness gracious. And and the, the thing is that when governments make these kinds of decisions, these are decisions they would never make at their own homes, but it's good enough for the taxpayers, I guess. So I don't know. I don't get it. Somebody call in and explain it to me. Save $175,000 a year, but spend almost $4 million to do it. 20-year payback. There you go. 719-473-1240. I think it's so interesting that they would do that and then brag about it, uh, which is fascinating to me. You know, at, at, in a micro level, I've told people about spending money to save energy. For instance, if you want to go from a 80% furnace to a 95% furnace, that's fine. You could call my buddies over there at Click Heating and Air, which is, I think we got a commercial coming up for them. Uh, but but they will help you do the math. You know, if you're only going to be in your house for another three or four years, you might want to skip that and just get the 80. But if you're going to be there a while, it'll pay for itself. You got to do the return on investment, which means uh, the return, how many years it'll take you to recover the extra cost before you really start saving anything. And solar panels are the worst when it comes to return on investment because they do wear out. And so there's another example. The city of Fountain patting itself on the back because in 21 years they'll be saving money by then of course the solar panels will be no good it's really fascinating i, I just could i did had to, had to read it as i say twice and do the math twice 719-473-1240 and uh, we'd love to hear from you today if you want to check in with us lots of good email that came in this week we'll do that right after this right here in around the house Dutch's Home Improvement. We're going to talk about this great company. Been around over 30 years. 392-1369 is their telephone number. Of course, and I give those phone numbers, you implied 719 area code, of course. Dutch's has patio covers, siding, doors, windows. They do it all when it comes to the exterior of your house. Getting it spiffed up, looking younger than its actual age. You'll be proud to come home after Dutch's has come and gone. Start with the windows because we have cold weather for the next four or five months and uh, that's the way to save energy big time with new energy-efficient vinyl windows from Dutch's Home Improvement. They've been standing behind their work for over 30 years, best installers in town. I've talked to Gary. Their customer service commitment is very impressive. Uh, they can get you some financing. Of course, they're licensed, insured. Your local home improvement contractor for new siding and new energy-efficient windows. Throw away those old windows called Dutch's Home Improvement. 719-3... Uh, let me start over. 719-392-1369 or dutcheshomeimprovement.com. I want to talk to you about click heating and air. It's time to get the old furnace checked for another heating season. As you know, any furnace can fail at any time. So I want you to call Click at 719-782-5425. They have a great price uh, for Around the House listeners. Only $59 to get a safety check and a checkout of uh, cleaning. And they'll just check it in general, make sure it's operating safely and efficiently and as designed for only $59. That's the best deal in town. And they have some other specials, too, you want to take advantage of. Uh, if you need a new furnace, an AC combo, if yours is 20 years old or older, they can get you $2,000 off if you mention Around the House or a free humidifier. So they've got some great incentives for you to call Click Heating and Air. But start with that $59 
furnace check by giving them a call at 719-782-5425. Military first responder senior discounts, honest, transparent pricing. You can't do better than Click Heating and Air. They have a wonderful interactive website you can check out, clickheatingandair.com, or call 719-782-5425. Things break around the house. That's why there's the Around the House program with Ken Moon. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. We're glad you're with us. Thanks for sharing your uh, your day with us here. Uh, Chris, I haven't talked to you. The Broncos made uh, uh, played a good game last Sunday, huh? Now people, well, you know, my home had the flu. Hey, you take them as they come. Yeah. We'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought they looked very sharp. Uh, as opposed to prior weeks, and so we wish them well. I guess Kansas City are they in Frankfurt t- uh, tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? But of course, you know, when we replay this in Casper, that that game in yeah. oh, Frankfurt's already over with. Oh, I know. I know. And Casper will forgive me. I just had I had to mention the Broncos because uh, that's one in a row. <laughs> it's an eight year curse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good for them. Uh, the Rockies, of course, we forgot all about them. My kids are disappointed that uh, Arizona lost the World Series, but that was uh, that's what everybody expected, I think, pretty much. Um, was it four games to one they lost? Something yes. like that. Yeah, anyway. And no more baseball till what, February or something, and that's fine. We can enjoy football. And now hockey, of course, CC's playing uh, today, I guess, and um, yeah, as they always do on Saturday. Anyway. Uh, Chris is an avid. There's Chris Moyer is my producer, as you've probably gathered by now. He's a baseball encyclopedia, one of those guys that can tell you who pitched when and how many games they won the World Series and all that stuff. And he's really a fun guy. He explained better than anybody ever did this pitch clock thing that came into effect this year. He got that got me squared away on the pitch clock. Yep, and uh, the batter clock, which people don't realize. There is a timing on the – people pay attention to the pitchers a lot more, of course, but the batters are under a similar time frame. They No more fiddling with their Velcro, right? They have to they have be to, ready. They have to be focused. Ready to go. Yeah, sure. And that's a good thing. And you told me, is it shaved like 40 minutes off the average game, Chris? Something like uh, that? About 25 minutes. 25 minutes. 20 to 25 minutes. But So three and a half to three-ish or something like that? Yeah. That's all good stuff. And um, – I think it's going to uh, benefit the uh, people that go to the games more than anything else. After th- three hours, you're about ready to go, <laughs> about ready to go home, aren't you? Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. Oh, another winter chore I did um, uh, uh, this week was to cover my air conditioning condensing unit, and we've talked about this before, and it's worth repeating. If you have an AC at home, you have that condensing unit outside the house, the thing that does the um, uh, radiates the heat out of your house and does the the transfer of of, uh, of of heat pulling it out of the interior of the house? I like to cover mine, and I've talked about this. Thank you, sir. I've talked about this over and over again, uh, and I th- think it's worth repeating. Uh, I've gotten a little pushback, not a lot, uh, in my fervor on this. I always cover my air conditioner. I think it lasts longer. I know it stays prettier. Less rust and corrosion. Uh, you, you, if you don't, uh, I see a lot of condensing units where the, the grill on the top is all rusty and corroded and that kind of thing. So um, it does stay prettier longer, and I think it probably lasts uh, marginally longer. Maybe a, 
I don't know, an extra year or two if you cover it. Because we only cool three months a year. We uh, It's idle for nine months. So get yourself a plastic cover, a shroud, if you will, and just cover that condensing unit. I use a, a bungee cord around the, uh, the bottom of my uh, cover. Uh, I just bought a generic one. I can't remember where I bought it at Home Depot or someplace like that. It's a generic one. That's a, mine is a square condensing unit. Uh, there's some square and some round, and mostly they're square these days. And you can buy them uh, online, of course, at, uh, at good old Amazon or any place else. But get yourself some bungee cords. And, and the ones, I think they come with these cheap elastic straps that don't last too many years, but you can get just a regular bungee around the bottom. And it, I think it really does help to cover that thing for the eight or nine months it's not going to be used anyway. Now, the secret, and this is where the pushback has come, the secret is to let a little air go through there. So at the when I pull my bungee cord down to the bottom of the tarp, the cover, I roll it up just a little bit and tuck it in the bungee cord so there's a little bit of a gap under uh, at the bottom of the cover, about an inch or so all the way around. And that does a couple of things. It lets some some drying air blow through there all winter so you don't get a lot of condensation which can lead to rust and corrosion also it keeps oh critters like mice from nesting in there out of the wind uh so uh, just just allow a little air flow through there but i think it really does help to cover that every winter and so i would advise you to do that again the covers are inexpensive i i've owned mine for many years i think they're Oh, I don't know, ten or fifteen dollars or something like that. It's just simply a piece of plastic. Mine is a uh, like a polymer has some threads in it, like polyester threads. So it's it's you know it doesn't tear, and uh, it just it, I think it really helps. Now, when you do that, the final piece of the puzzle here is to go inside to your breaker box in the garage or mine happens to be in the dining room. But and there's a breaker in there. You want to turn that off. The condensing unit, mine's 30 amps, yours might be 30, 40, maybe even 50 amps. Turn that off so you don't accidentally start the condensing unit with a cover on it because that's the quickest way to to um, to, to um, destroy it. Yeah, to destroy it because uh, you, it just would not enjoy that. You can't get rid of the hot air. So turn that off so it'll remind you in the spring to remove that cover. But I think that's a, a good wintertime chore to get that done. We've also uh, want to talk a little bit about crawl space and attic vents this is another chore that you might want to think about doing if you have a crawl space at your house you don't want a lot of winter wind blowing through there so you want to cover opposing crawl space vents so go to the uh the most northerly face of your house you know if you maybe it's the back or the who knows which way your house maybe faces uh to the south so the back is the north exposure and cover those crawl space vents you can uh, use a piece of cardboard sheetrock stuff some insulation in there just so there's no airflow through the most northerly vents leave one or two of the ones uh, with a south face south southwest face open to let a little fresh air come and go but the point is to get that circulating wind uh, don't let it be blowing through the crawl space it'll suck a lot of heat out of your house perhaps for freezing up the pipes and that kind of thing. So uh, that's that's the deal with crawl spaces. We want to cover up opposing crawl space vents. Of course, the opposite is in the spring, 
you want to for sure open all those crawl space vents because in the spring slash summer there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more uh, moisture around. You want that circulation uh, to go through there uh, and uh, you know dry things out. But anyway, to cover opposing crawl space vents, keep the south ones open and the north ones covered up. A lot of people I see just have a a chunk of insulation and just cram it in the in that uh, on the inside of that crawl space vent just to prevent that air moving uh, through the crawl space. It'll really help keep your house warmer in the wintertime. Of course, in terms of insulating the crawl space, uh, there's two ways to insulate a crawl space. You can drape the insulation down around the foundation on the inside, which a lot of builders do. You can also insulate the ceiling of the crawl space, which is the floor above. That's what I prefer. So you, the floor stays warmer up in their bedroom or wherever, wherever it happens to be over your crawl space. But uh, the People that are in the know, so to speak, do both. Insulate the walls, drape the insulation down the walls, and and do the ceiling, if you will, of the crawl space. I'm not a, I had an email about this. Encaps, uh, there's a, a, a move afoot to encapsulate crawl spaces. That is completely shroud them in plastic on the inside, the walls and the floor, the dirt of the crawl space. So there's no exposed surfaces in the crawl space. It's just one kind of a swimming pool kind of thing with heavy-duty plastic. I'm not a big fan of that. I know it's kind of the rage these days as kind of a marginal way to save energy. The problem is you can't keep an eye on the crawl space dirt, how wet it is, how saturated it is, which can really hurt your foundation. So I'd rather know what's going on in the crawl space environment. If there's extra moisture in there, you want to know about it sooner rather than later. So I'm not a big fan. I had an email from a lady who got a bit of 20-something thousand to encapsulate the crawl space. And I told her, you know, it's best just to leave leave things alone. Put plastic on your crawl space dirt so you can check under it once in a while and let the crawl space breathe. Let it breathe. But in the winter, you don't want it to breathe too much. You want to keep the cold air, the cross breezes out of your crawl spaces. So we're going to take a break. We'll talk about addicts here in a minute. 719 473 1240, we're glad you're with us. Thanks for sharing your Rocky Mountain weekend with us right here on Around the House. I've got some good news. The Wayne Dalton sales and service people have extended that garage door sale through the end of November, and uh, it's a great deal. I want you to take advantage of this for Around the House listeners. 150 off a double or 75 off a single door. When you mention the program and more good news, they have lots of doors in stock at Wayne Dalton. So besides making your house look younger and more up to date, it's a great way to save energy with Wayne Dalton's industry best polyurethane injected insulation. Doesn't have to look boring. Garage doors don't have to be boring. They have wood grain impression plank doors that you can check out at the Wayne Dalton store at 1847 South Murray. Wayne Dalton sales and service. The sale through the end of the month, 150 off a double, 75 off a single when you mention around the house. With cold weather on the way, Wayne Dalton Sales and Service insulated doors, just what you need to save energy this winter. Give them a call, 719-382-9227, 382-9227. Well, I got a great testimonial email from a listener named Tom about radon. His radon level was 14. He called Expertech, my sponsor. And uh, they came out and did a great job. They ran into a really thick wall that took longer than you expected, but they didn't add any cost. 
After they were done, the radon was still a little high, so they came back and did more work. No additional charge. Radon now below two. Great company, great people. Thank you, Tom, for that uh, testimonial on Expertech Environmental. You may have radon. Well, you probably do have radon in your house. You need to find out if it's too high or not. Get your family a great holiday gift of better health, a better indoor air environment by calling Expertech Environmental. Get that radon level checked and get it lowered with mitigation. Not very expensive. You'll be surprised how economical it is give your family the gift of good indoor air health this winter call 719-435-9571 expertech environmental 719-435-9571 fix it videos can be so confusing let ken moon walk you through it on around the house give him a call now at 719-473-1240 that's 719-473-1240 it's nine minutes before the hour on the around the house program we talked about let's see getting the humidifier ready the covering the air conditioning condensing unit outside uh we talked about buttoning up crawl spaces the same thing applies to attics uh if you uh, uh, you know a lot of people don't do this but it's a good idea again you want to avoid cross breezes you know crosswind inside your house the spaces of your attic and your crawl space you don't want that uh, wind having an open path from going through the through the space so a lot of people will block off part of their attic ventilation i have to be a little careful here because again just as with crawl spaces you want attics to be able to breathe and so uh, uh here's kind of the way this works if you have uh, my favorite attic ventilation you've heard me say before is it's called a gable vent it's a square picture frame kind of thing in each end of the attic it's a very efficient way to ventilate uh, an attic again if you have a north facing one of those i've seen people do this from the out more from the outside than the inside you if you're comfortable on a ladder fine um, uh, i've seen one of my neighbors um, just blocks the north facing gable vent off with a piece of i think it's just like a piece of quarter inch plywood he's painted to match the house he just puts it in there all winter so you still the attic can still breathe through the other gable vent but you don't get that cross ventilation that cross crosswind if you will going through that attic space so that's one way to block off attic uh, ventilation to because you in in an attic it's interesting uh, you get passive solar gain all winter, especially if you have a dark roof. So you want to retain some of that heat. On the other hand, you want a little ventilation because there's always a little moisture in the attic. It's from bath fans. It's just from living in the house, cooking and bathing and so on. Even if you don't have bath fans blowing in the attic, you still have a little moisture that wants to migrate up into that drier uh, space of the attic and so you want that again that space to breathe and so you probably have a combination of the gable vents we just talked about if you're in a newer home you've probably got those roof vents those square roof vents up on the surface uh, on the shingles themselves some people call them turtle vents or just a you know like a 16 by 16 square you cut a round hole in the attic and and plop this roof vent on top uh, you want to let those stay open because uh, they just rely they they don't really let a lot of wind in because they have a snow screen built into them but they do again allow some of that moisture to escape to escape in the attic can uh, can breathe so you just kind of leave those alone if you have turbine vents 
Maybe you have a, a turbine vents uh, that spin just from uh, circulation of convection of air. Hot air goes up through them. Or if you have solar-powered attic vents, these are spinning uh, solar-powered fans that run all day long, all summer long. You might want to cover those up with a piece of black plastic. Maybe you can a bungee cord, uh, some kind of an elastic strap. You want to. You don't want those turbine vents spinning all winter long. Why suck that passive solar heat out of your attic? The same with your solar-powered uh, uh, attic vent fans. They're very expensive, by the way. You don't want these things to wear out prematurely. So you can cover those, again, with some pl- black plastic. If you're a little uncomfortable on a ladder, there are, are a lot of landscape companies, in order to even out their cash flow, will do this kind of work for you. Uh, another thing you know they they plow snow in the winter they hang christmas lights and you could find perhaps a handyman or a landscape company go up there and cover those turbine vents for you and your solar powered attic fence otherwise if you just have the passive square roof fence and soffit vents down below to let some air circulate let that air circulate uh, all winter long there's no reason to cover cover those up but the big old Gable vents in the end of the attic, as I mentioned, you want, probably want to cover those to keep that wind. Uh, you don't want any cross breezes sucking heat out of your house. That passive solar is a great way to save marginal amounts of energy all winter long because it'll leak through even the best insulation. Uh, if, the, if the attic is warm, it'll tend to leak into the house uh, at least in small, even in small amounts can save small amounts of energy and of course you add all those factors up and you can save uh save real money on your natural gas uh bill what else do i have in here uh, let's well, see. i, I, I have a situation where i also have a window in the garage and yeah. I usually have some type of insulation that we usually add in during the fall too so if you have a situation where you usually have a, a window that uses as a cross vent there too yeah uh the idea of probably just getting some type of extra added insulation or some type of uh, uh, a bad window there just to or cover that. Or you could that. use some clear plastic visqueen. Right. Still get the light. You could staple it to the frame of the window. That would be another kind of create kind of a uh, storm window, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Any any place you, energy wants to leak out, you uh, natural gas kind of expensive. You don't, you don't want to waste energy uh, for sure. Real quick here, uh, this is from... Uh, David, my cabinets need help. What can I use to get grease and grime off where people open the doors and drawers? A good old full-strength white vinegar works pretty well. It's a mild acid, acetic acid. Don't scrub too much, but um, uh, it, generally you can get most of that stuff off with, with with this material. You could also try some Scotch liquid gold. It has some uh, seasoning parts to it and, po- and polishing and shining, but a lot of uh, it has a little bit of a solvent in Scotch liquid gold can help get the, that grime off. Uh, if if you really need extra help, you can go to Mineral Spirits. Uh, it's not a good idea because it's flammable and and the odor you don't want to breathe it too much. But Mineral Spirits, which we go used to call paint thinner, of course, is the ultimate here. Um, Old English can work sometimes. They it's, it's, it's similar to Scotts. I do like Scots a lot, but either one will work. Um, and uh, cabinet knobs and drawer pulls might be the answer, David, for you, because that way people aren't grabbing the edges of the door, and that might be a good thing. So that's kind of in going up the food chain. Scots liquid gold, white vinegar, uh, Old English, and maybe mineral spirits if you really, really have to. That's kind of the, that's a good question, yeah. 
because cabinets just get old and dingy looking people grabbing the edges of the doors and of course to save money um, a lot of new home builders will not put hardware on certain drawer and door styles but that means they get <laughs> dirtier quicker well, that's part one, part two of Around the House, or right around the corner after the news. We'd love it if you check in with us. We have live email, by the way, at aroundthehouse.com or 719-473-1240. See you right after the news, right here on Around the House. Six minutes after the hour, this is part two of Around the House. Good to have you with us. 719-473-1240 is the contact line. Hello to our, shout out to our friends in Casper. Um, carrying the program, we're so grateful that we still have a KTWO in our little uh, Around the House orbit here. They've been with me, I've been with them actually for going over 25 years now. We're glad uh, we, we, there is a time shift there. It's on at four instead of one o'clock. If you want to call in and you're in Casper, it's one o'clock Mountain Time, Mountain Daylight, soon to be Mountain Standard Time. You want to turn your uh, this won't make sense next week in Casper, but uh, you want to turn your clocks back. Uh, we hope you make sure you did it by then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I, I told you, Chris, that the old joke about. Lady called my show and said she hates daylight savings time because it fades her drapes. You know, you know that that's one of those. Or a farmer said the cows give less milk and all those jokes about changing the changing the clocks. Uh, but we got to go through it. My f- kids are in Phoenix and they think we're. It's kind of funny. They just never touch their clocks, and I understand. I have. I'm ashamed to admit this, but between my, I have a bunch of atomic clocks at home. Between. Uh, my radio studio at home and between uh, I'm, I'm a clock guy i like clocks i have a a navy clock with that does the eight bells in my office so i have like 30 some odd timepieces at my house that need to be changed about a third of them are atomic so they just change themselves but i'll run around tomorrow and and change everything but i'm a big clock guy a time guy i guess that's part of my radio heritage i guess but here we go again. Hopefully one of these days, I probably won't live long enough to see this, but we might be on some kind of standard, never-changing times. It's interesting. There's a whole bunch of books written about daylight saving time and uh, about the origins of it. It was sort of a gradual thing. I think it started maybe around World War One-ish, something like that. And the theater owners, candy manufacturers, of all things, got involved um, because... Um, the uh, movie theaters were air conditioned and people would go in there uh, if the sun was up later that kind of thing and the farmers are involved of course uh, the farmers are not necessarily in favor of daylight time but uh, people in recreation uh, uh, that you know amusement parks those kinds of venues were all in favor of an extra hour of uh, of daylight but uh, I think there's an enough of a move afoot now uh that and i think part of it was when kids got out of school there was more time uh to do the harvest at the end of the day we were kind of an agrarian uh, country in those days too that's all kind of uh, in a big mishmash of people that 
uh, lobbied to have daylight saving time come along. And so it was done, I think, for a while on a state-by-state basis. I know Indiana was half daylight or half eastern, half central, and that was confusing and and uh, so on. So there are a lot of books about daylight time and the origins of it that I find fascinating. There's no one thing. A lot of lobbying in in Washington and in state capitals uh, for daylight uh, daylight time. I we when I was a kid, I always enjoyed it because we get an extra hour to play outside before our moms would yell at us to come in uh, for dinner. So anyway, it, it's 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 something that's the time is gone for the justifications for it. I think people are more and more uh, who wants to change clocks. So that that will come along but congress you know how slow they move they have to actually approve 1966 i think was the uniform time act by congress when all this was kind of codified and now states cannot do this uh, on their own i think without some kind of participation uh, of congress as i remember seven one that's wait that's in the weeds more than you want to look want to know about about daylight time anyway turn your clocks back uh, tonight the podcast who so i haven't mentioned podcasting i was again the superstar here around the station uh the top four or five podcasts for the month of october thanks to you all downloading and using the podcast so again um we appreciate that podcasting has become a big part of broadcast uh of the broadcasting industry so we appreciate it you can go to my website aroundthehouse.com it'll take you right to just click listen to podcast it'll take you right to the site and uh, you can uh, download there, and thank you for for doing that. And Chris will have this uh, show's podcast up within an hour or two uh, after we go off the air tonight. Yeah, you um, can also go to krdo.com as well, yep. the radio page, and you can go to the podcast, and then you can check out all the different shows, especially Ken Yeah, my show site and- goes right to that site anyway. Yes. It's just mm-hmm. a convenient way around the house.com. Yeah, it goes through... Uh, isn't, isn't there an outside vendor that does it for us, I think? Podbean. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's um, uh, caradio.com slash radio and on and on. Yeah, and if you actually, uh, and this, I've been here, what, a year, year, it was a year in July, so we've got a year and a half almost of podcasts, but my prior show, Denver-based show, is available at Apple Podcasts going back to like 2015, so you can go back uh, when I was a young man and go back eight, seven or eight years to the Around the House show, and they, there's about 600 of them as I, the last time I looked. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, check that. About 400 of them available at, um, it, it was Apple Podcasts. What's the other one with the purple logo? We asked, we talked about this before. Is it I? Starts with an I. Anyway. Um, iTunes? No, it's a. Isn't that funny? I can't not. I'm go to my cell phone here. I've got it right here, and um, uh, you know my memory is memory is the second thing to go. Is that what they we guys say? Something like that. Um, I've got it here somewhere, Chris. Uh, that you just bop right and put my name in. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's uh, it's just called podcast. Oh, it's Apple Podcast. Okay, yeah. here it is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right there around the house with Ken Moon going back about. To 2015, so yeah, they're they're there. Anyway, a lot of podcasts. Link you can go to KRDO site or my site aroundhouse.com, and and um, there you are. Of course, I'm partial. I want people to listen to my podcast. You know how that goes. Anyway, what do we got going on here? Um, oh, here's an interesting one that uh, that you might find 
if this applies to you. Pauline says, I have a moss rock fireplace looking pretty shabby. It's always dusty. Any ideas? Well, you could uh, you could stain the grout lines. I know what you mean. Uh, when we used to do, and I was a builder back when moss rock was kind of popular, um, and we would use darker mortar. Regular mortar is gray, as you know, and, of course, moss rock is gray. So we would use, uh, what I did, I did a few moss rock houses, not a lot of them. We'd use either dark brown or black mortar. The, the, you can actually use a powdered dye material that you can put when you mix up your mortar. And so you could, um, Pauline, if you want to, you could get some acrylic paint at a hobby store, Hobby Lobby, whatever, a small paintbrush, and do a darker color, a dark brown, or depending on your decor, or just a, a black uh, or really dark gray. It's tedious. You want to spread it out over several weekends and just use that little paintbrush and the acrylic paint. It'll it'll make that moss rock kind of jump right out at you because you'll be able to see the the definitive grout um, uh, grout lines at that point. Um, a furniture brush and. A shop vac, a regular vacuum cleaner, of course, you can get off all the cobwebs and dust because moss rock is quite, uh, you know, it's got a lot of surface uh, to it with the the uh, the little hills and valleys in the rock itself because it's not a smooth surface by any means. It's more natural. And the moss, the lichen part, uh, I'm sure grabs a lot of dust at your house. So use a furniture uh, dust uh, a duster or, or furniture brush to get that off and don't forget to spray a little diluted beer on now and then the carbohydrates in the beer apparently is what the lichen likes lichen likes beer uh diluted beer uh sprayed on there and you might lichen tends to it's not really moss it's lichen which is a kind of a moss uh like thing it's all part of that same family uh, it it kind of goes dormant, and then you can reinvigorate it. Uh, I don't know how many years it can be dormant before it just dies off. But try a little diluted beer on the surface and see if you can get that lichen to start turning uh, green again. So that's another little trick you could do. But there you go. Just paint those grout lines. Uh, again, it's very tedious if you've got a lot of moss rock, but it'll really define that uh, the chunks of the moss rock, and I think you'll really appreciate the way that'll look. 719 719- 473-1240 is our phone number. And we have live email at aroundthehouse.com. Hey, all the windows at your house, if you've got ugly old wood, steel, or aluminum, God help us, wood, aluminum windows from bygone decades, oh, you got to get rid of them. Get some energy-efficient vinyl windows from Dutch's Home Improvement. Uh, you'll save money uh, winter and summer if you have A.C., Good windows are the way to start saving energy at your house, and they're prettier than what you have now if you have those ugly old uh, windows. They can help you get financing for your new windows. So give them a call. Dutch's Home Improvement, 719-392-1369. And while they're at your house, why not get a bid on some new siding? Vinyl siding from Dutchess will make your house look really sharp and younger than its actual age. So don't let rising energy prices rob you of extra money this winter and and next summer even. I want you to get some energy-efficient vinyl windows from Dutchess Home Improvement. They really spiff up your house from a street view kind of thing. You'll love it. Dutchess Home Improvement, 719-392-1369. Got a fix-it problem at your house? Ken Moon is here to help. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. 
Welcome back. 20 minutes after uh, the hour. Chris is just asking me about checking the grout around fireplace brick and so on. And if you haven't used your fireplace, uh, maybe there's some implications of uh, smoke leaking in and that kind of thing. If you haven't, I've got a fireplace. I've lived in my house, Chris, 19 years. I have an upstairs fireplace and a basement fireplace. I've never once in 19 years used that basement fireplace. And I would not think about firing it up, to use a pun, pun intended, without calling a chimney sweep type company because you get uh, birds nesting in there and you you get break breakdown of the flue and the grout that holds the flue tile uh, together it's just as good to get it checked out if you don't if you don't use a fireplace very often and of course if you use it for a lot of pine and soft wood you want to get it cleaned every oh, couple of years or something so you really can't take a fireplace uh, for granted uh, that's why smoke detector is a good idea. You, if smoke's leaking in the house, you'll know it sooner rather than uh, rather than later. But the interior grout of a fireplace tends to uh, last a long, long time because there's no weathering uh, outsides where you really need to be concerned about that. But uh, if you haven't had a – this even applies, but not so much. If you have a gas fireplace uh, that's been retrofitted into an old wood burning, as I do at my house – Sometimes it's helpful to have a chimney sweep come out because the gas logs will deposit carbon uh, in that uh, in that uh, firebox and up in the flue area, the smoke shelf, and so on. Sometimes it's good to get that all purged and cleaned and cleaned out of there. So fireplace maintenance and and chimney sweep companies are relatively inexpensive for the service they uh, provide. About how often do you normally have to have a, a chimney checked? Especially if you use it more regularly. If you use wood, uh, you want to check it. Uh, you can check it yourself up to a point. You know, you lie on your back with a strong flashlight. And if you start to see uh, cottage cheese looking black material up, that's creosote. And you want to get that removed. Uh, so I, you check it at the beginning of every heating season. Every two or three years, especially if you burn a lot of pine. Pine is soft wood. And there's a lot of it's a dirty wood when you burn it, uh, so you, you can kind of check check that yourself. If you see creosote in the firebox portion of the fireplace, trust me, it's farther up where you can't see, and that's where chimney sweep uh, comes in. And what I mean, if you have a case where you might need to get a, a chimney repairman, uh, if you got some broken tiles, I mean broken bricks up near the top. What would be a normal cost? Well, for chimney repairs? sweep company would do, do all that. They uh-huh. do the maintenance and the repairs. It's just uh, it's really hard to say. Uh, they can sometimes they can line the chimney uh, with a you know like a, a metal flue liner that kind of thing. Um, it's 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 very hard to say. Several hundred dollars and up. Okay. Yeah, for sure, uh, no doubt about it. Let's see here. Barb says I've got a kitchen family room, only two small windows. It's quite dark. What do you think of those skylight tubes? I, I do like the idea of the skylight, tubular skylights. I've got a neighbor. Who has, I think she has at least four of them in her house. Um, you can install those for a fraction of the not only the cost, but the hassle of a regular skylight. They just slip through a hole in the roof down into the attic. It's a tubular material, a kind of an aluminum. I believe there's aluminum, not stainless steel with a very shiny interior that conducts light down this tube and you swear that it's um it's just daylight there, there's a diffuser on the ceiling 
really lights up those rooms, makes them so much brighter and more inviting. Even on cloudy days, when there's no act really sun shining, so to speak, um, it's it's really is quite remarkable how much light you get uh, through these. Some of them even come with a built-in halogen light fixture or LED. By now, I guess halogens kind of gone gone bye-bye. Uh, LED uh, lights inside, so you can flip a switch and it looks like daylight. You know what I'm saying inside that tubular skylight. So it's a just a diffuser. Um, it's amazing how much light you get, as I say, even on uh, cloudy days. They're a little pricey because they're quite labor-intensive. you got to get sometimes into the attic. You have to sleeve it through the roof, and you have to have flashing up there so it doesn't leak. And you have to cut the drywall down below. So it's a, it's, it's a little messy, but not nearly as messy as if you're going to do a big old 2 by 4 a regular skylight and so i do like the idea you want to shop around there's several name national brands of tubular skylights but i think it's a great idea for a dark space in your house uh, uh like a a lot of people will put a patio cover uh on their on the rear of their house and they forget about how much light that blocks out that they used to have and so that room gets dark as i, th- I think our uh, barb was talking about in this email and um so you know, shop around for those. If you have a dark room, maybe a half bath, or as in the case of Barbara with kitchen family room, it'll really light it up. It's just amazing how much more uh, inviting a room will see with these uh, with tubular skylights. I'm a big fan of those, as you uh, can tell. Let's see. Uh, Jerry says, how much insulation should we have in the attic this winter? I've covered this before, but it's worth covering it again. Um, most houses built in the last uh you know time just goes by so quickly the last 15 to 20 ish years have about 12 to 14 inches of blown insulation up there usually fiberglass but sometimes cellulose the recommendation now is 14 to 15 inches we want to get close to an r50 of course an r is the is the uh, measure of the effectiveness of the insulation. The the more insulation you have, the taller it is, the higher the R value. There's a mathematical formula for R value. Uh, we used to be, uh, we you know, when I started building over 40 years ago, we had an R, we had four or five inches of attic insulation because energy was so cheap. And then we went to an R19, then an R30. Now we're at an R38. And I think in most jurisdictions now, that's changed up to an R45 or so. So R50, if you think three R values per inch of insulation, you can see you want about, it's actually about 3.2. So for every inch of fiberglass, you get about a 3.1, 3.2 R value. So you can see about that 15 inches, 16 inches will give you that R50. That's what to shoot for. So what you want to do, Jerry, is you want to go up there with the tape measure or have somebody go up there for you. And just measure how much insulation. You might have had 12 to 14 inches when you began 20 years ago, but it, it consolidates. It tends to settle over the years. So you might only have 10 up there now, and you want another 5 or 6 inches. Insulation is very cost-effective. It pays for itself in just a few heating seasons. So it would pay you. Uh, it's really the most insulation of your attic because heat rises, right? And new windows, those are the two most cost-effective things you can do to save energy. That is the best return on investment 
So go up there or have a handyman or home inspector go up there, measure how much insulation you have, and then shoot for that 14 to 16 inches of insulation. Much more than that, there's a point of... Uh, of diminishing returns you can see the thicker the taller the insulation it starts to weigh itself down so if you say why not put you know 24 inches up there or whatever well problem is that that 24 inches is so heavy that it won't last long it'll tend to consolidate down to a lower number so that 15 inches give or take is a good um, uh, is a good goal to shoot for of attic insulation takes a little less cellulose per inch Maybe cellulose is, you maybe get 3.2 or 3.3 R's per inch. Fiberglass, maybe 3.1. You get the idea, about 15 inches, give or take. 16 is a good is a good deal to shoot for. And you want to shop around because uh, costs can vary. It's very labor intensive, but nothing better you can do to save money on energy, summer and winter, than upgrade your insulation. Go ahead. Uh, how long does the... Um how long do these bats of insulation, uh, how long do they last before they start degrading? You talk about, I don't like insulation bats in an attic. You talk about the chunks of insulation? That, yes. I, well, I like blown loose material. Although there are, you know, I see attics in my travels that do have bat insulation up there because it's a do-it-yourselfers, you know, kind of thing. You just roll it out uh, yourself. Uh, they tend to kind of stay put. They're very stable. They don't tend to consolidate like loose insulation does. and But you can put one right over the other. You can go up there and blow loose insulation over the bat insulation. It's a good idea to slash the paper so that it, the insulation can breathe. But loose insulation, 15 inches, 16 inches, is really the, the target here to shoot for to give that ideal in our climate, summer and winter. So it's a good trade-off. Uh, it's it's a good. Is it like a five ten year cycle, or is it something that? Well, it, can you, go you need to actually you need to measure it once in a while. But I I would say it's ten years plus before it's now. In, in, insulation, the cellulose insulation, which is the gray ground up paper, tends to consolidate more quickly than fiberglass. Fiberglass is more loose and puffy and tends to stay put. So if you got cellulose up there. A consolidation can happen because of moisture in the air, vibration, uh, you name it. And and so uh, it's a good idea to measure it once in a while. But you can put one right over the other. If you've got cellulose, you can put fiberglass right over the top. No big deal at all. 719-473-1240. We'll be right back here on Around the House. And we have live email at aroundthehouse.com. I want to talk about click heating and air they have some special deals on on going here but the biggest one of all that i want you to take advantage of is that 59 dollars furnace check a safety inspection and cleaning of your furnace only 59 bucks best price in town when you mention around the house you want to check your furnace at the beginning of each heating season to make sure your your family stays safe uh, they offer senior military and first responder discounts at click heating and air and they got a couple of specials they made me aware of uh, lately and uh, if you need a new furnace if yours is 20 years or older it's probably time for a new furnace and ac at your house two thousand dollars off special pricing for around the house listeners or a free humidifier so give them a call for these special deals 719-782-5425 
Uh, they carry uh, Ream Furnaces, my favorite brand. I have a Ream in my house. You'll love Click. They do a great job. Give them a call. Get that furnace clean. 719-782-5425. I don't have to tell you it's hard to find a good plumber. You know, you, you find a plumber you think you like, and they have all these extra charges, and it's way more than you expected when you get the bill. Not with Three Amigos Plumbing. A fun name for a seriously professional plumbing company. Upfront pricing, honest pricing, no sticker shock when you get the bill because they think long-term here. They want you to refer your friends and family to Three Amigos. They want you as a long-term customer. Even if just maybe you got a leaky toilet or faucet or need a new water heater, Bradford White or Ream water heater, you couldn't do better than calling Click. I'm sorry, they're calling Three Amigos Plumbing. Click is a good company, too. Three Amigos has uh, is veteran-owned. Honest upfront pricing, as I say, and that you won't be surprised when you get the bill. That's a big deal when you call a plumber. No holiday uh, uh, sewer surprises. They'll check out your sewer system and clean it for you with a free TV camera look at your sewer. Three Amigos Plumbing. Give them a call, 719-597-6763. From your faucet to your furnace and everywhere in between, Ken Moon has solutions around the house. Give them a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. 23 minutes before the hour on the Around the House program, I wanted to double... Uh, Three Amigos Plumbing is my uh, great plumbing sponsor here in the Springs, and I didn't get a chance to repeat their phone number, which I always you always want when you give a commercial, in case you're interested, uh, phone number twice for sure. And it's so Three Amigos, 719 719- Five nine seven six six seven six three five nine seven six seven six three. You want a good plumber? Yeah, call my friends at Three Amigos Plumbing. Um, we got a who is oh Steve? Uh, is our buddy Steve on the line? Hi ho, Steve Arino. Do you remember that from the fifties? I do. Good afternoon, sir Ken. How are you? Yeah, that was the Steve Allen show. Remember Sunday nights? I remember. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, uh, you, I'm gonna have to remember that. Like and likes beer. Back in my misguided youth, like age 15, I was cutting trees and, and this and everything up around Kremlin and Steamboat. And uh, we had a real live cowboy riding herd on our team. Yeah. So he says, one day we're going to collect rock with lichen on a steep hillside for this guy, Jack Orr's ranch. Uh-huh. He was the president of the Gentleman's Association. And he said, listen, boys, whatever you do, I want you to hold that rock with the lichen next to your body. So if you fall, you don't screw up the lichen. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> hey, anyway, a um, couple things. I like that. You know, we, we've talked about this before, but, you know, these lithium battery thermal runaway fires has now exceeded uh, the old dryer lint fires over the last five years. And it's not just EV car batteries. It's now EV bike batteries and every type of personal device you can imagine. Even and, the little yeah, ones have to. Also. Even the little ones before they uh, go in an airplane have to have special labeling on them, right? Big orange stickers. Um, and I don't. Well, uh, do, do airlines let lithium batteries go in the cargo holds or or not? Not anymore. That's ex- that's exactly where it's going. They do not. Emphasis do not want any device with a lithium battery in the cargo hold. Now, cargo holds they do have fire detection and suppression. But there's no way to know what it is affecting, whether it's going to affect structure or control issues. So, but you know, some of those are sneaking through. And I just uh, read this morning 
there is on average one to two lithium battery thermal runaways in the cabin with just stuff sitting in people's overhead. Oh, boy. And it's, ca- it's caused a lot of emergency landings, et cetera, et cetera. Man, we got to write her on this. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I've seen you, YouTube videos, I'm sure you have too, Steve, of, of a, a crash where a car of lithium battery catches on, and, and they just can't put it out. Uh, all they can do is contain it. Uh, water will not put out a lithium battery fire, as you know. And it's a major thing. Can you can you imagine the cargo holds of ships? Another uh, a, a Jeopardy uh, location. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, they got yeah. Right, they got a right hurt on it. It's just getting worse with the proliferation of lithium batteries, including power tools. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a big, big battery if you're not riding hurt on it and you left it on charge and didn't monitor it. Doesn't take a big battery to take your house down. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we are uh, we are deep in the midst of the combat zone here with the Roopers with their tear up and their nail guns. Sounds like a combat zone. Oh, really? so my, okay. What you're up in? You're up in the man. Uh, you're on the west side. Am I right? Uh, north North side, North Bargate. Okay. Oh, uh, North side. Okay. Yeah, there's they're all over the place up there. Uh, the middle part of the town we got kind of got spared. But, uh, yep. yeah, it, it, they're very, very busy. You know, I've been telling people, and you've heard me say this on the air before, if the roof ain't leaking, as they say, let her go till next spring. Uh, there's no big hurry to get the, get a new roof at your house, and the prices well, might be better next spring. So, Yeah, I wanted to wait until we have to get through the hail season, like to end, end of September. Yeah. But there's such a problem with supplies, like shingles, yeah. that uh, we got an opportunity so I thought we better get her done, even though many, many around this course have gotten it done. Hey, qu- a quick question here. Yeah. And that would be, you know, on disposals, when we get clogged, you got that little five-inch wrench that goes in the center. Yeah. And I've never had any problems with it before, but i got a particular issue now where that thing only rotates like maybe 100, 120 degrees, whether it's clockwise or counterclockwise. And I'm thinking there ought to be some way to increase leverage on that, number one. Number two, is there something that you would recommend to pour in there to kind of lubricate things? Well, I mean, uh, it's a hex wrench. You stick it in the the center of the bottom of the disposal. Uh, If you tried going back and forth, does it it free itself up at all? Well, that's what I'm saying. You go back and forth, clockwise, counterclockwise, around 120 degrees either way, it locks or something in there. Huh. So I'm wondering. Well, is the ta- it, wait, slow down now? Is the table itself spinning? The disposal? Uh, yeah. No, it, like I said, it does not spin. Oh, okay. It, and it, when you put that wrench in the center, yeah. and you're down there turning it, it will only go either direction, clockwise, counterclockwise, maybe 100, 120 degrees, and stops. The only thing I can and think I of, Steve, is to put a pipe wrench on there and just with more leverage. But you're liable That's to break. Fine. You're liable to break something. Um, uh, and it, yeah, I have a feeling that maybe one of the uh, one of the little swiveled cutters is broken loose or and got jammed uh, in the edges of the disposal. Something like that. Um, I'm not sure. Can you can you get a flashlight in there and look around? Uh, inside the disposal. Yeah. You know, not so much. Yeah. But I've just been down there feeling. Of course, you can't. You can only feel the top part. You can't really feel where the blades are down low. 
No, I know. And if that wrench won't bust it loose, I'm a, I have a feeling that you're just going to need a new disposal. Something is jammed in there. You remember, of course, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Buffett, the uh, pop tops and the soda pop cans. They used to get caught yep. in there, but you could, they're soft enough. You could always rotate your way through them and get them out of there. Those are long gone, of course. But there's a piece of – sounds like a piece of steel in there. If you can't turn it with that hex wrench, I don't think you're going to be able to turn it with anything else. Um, exactly so, my thought. Although, yeah. it'd be nice if they made those disposal wrenches a little bit longer than four or five inches, but you never know. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I'm – Wish I had a better answer for you. The good news is disposals aren't that expensive. So, yeah. Yeah, you can buy a diesel one for hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, give or take. Yeah. Four hundred bucks for a massive deluxe incinerator. Nah, I'd spend eighty to a hundred dollars and let her go. Yeah, yeah. All I right. agree. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Do you take care? Thanks, Steve, for your call. Yeah, third horsepower would be just fine, or half if you want. Uh, but yeah, something really. Uh, there's a turntable, of course, in the disposal. It doesn't. There's a, there's a gap between the turntable and the outer wall of the disposal where the stuff goes down, and there must be one of those blades. Uh, there's rotating blades on the turntable. It must have busted looser. There's a rivet in there or something something like that. Um, how long, Remember those pop tops, Chris? Um, the Jimmy Buffett song, Stepped on a Pop Top? Those have been gone for a long time, haven't they? Maybe since the 80s, at least. Yeah, um, at least yeah. the 80s. Yeah. It's funny how... How that um, we used to take those for granted, and they were everywhere. People would just throw them here and uh, here and there. So, yeah, the, and but they were notorious for getting stuck in the edges of a of a disposal. Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty and live email at aroundthehouse.com. and we'll be right back on around the house. Stick around, please. Expertech Environmental, you may have radon in your house and it may be too high. You probably do have radon. If it's too high or not, you got to figure that out. I want you to call Expertech Environmental. They'll come test for radon. If it's elevated, you got to get it out of your house. You want your family to breathe safe air. You want your house to be healthy from an indoor air standpoint, especially with winter coming up. We don't open the windows and all that. So Expertech Environmental will test your house for radon. If it's elevated, they can mitigate it. It's not a big deal to mitigate it. They'll put some a fan in, some ducting maybe, and, and uh, it's on $1,300, $1,400, something like that. Very affordable to get your family's indoor air safe. Uh, there can be a jeopardy for long-term uh, lung cancer risk with elevated radon. So get it out of your house, out of your life. Let Dave and his team at Expertech come on over and check it out at your house. If you have an existing system, they can maintain that for you too. 719-435-9571 for Dave and his uh, team at Expertech Environmental. I've got good news. The folks at Wayne Dalton Sales and Service have extended their garage door sale through the end of the month. 150 off a double, 75 off a single when you mention around the house. And more good news, unlike a lot of folks, they have lots of doors in stock. Besides making your house look younger and more up-to-date, of course, it's a great way to save energy with a new garage door from Wayne Dalton Sales and Service. Wayne Dalton's industry-best polyurethane-injected insulation is a way to keep that garage warmer this summer when you bring those warm cars home. It doesn't have to look boring either. You can get an impression plank door and lots of other styles and designs. You can check it out 
at the Wayne Dalton Sales and Service Store, conveniently located off of Fountain at 1847 South Murray Boulevard. And also, they're a genie dealer for openers. Great. Uh, Genie's a very famous brand, as is Wayne Dalton. But the sale through the end of the month, 150 off a double, 75 off a single. Wayne Dalton Sales and Service, 719-382-9227. From your roof to your foundation and everywhere in between, Ken Moon has solutions around the house. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. Welcome back 10 minutes before... Uh, the hour, don't forget to turn your clocks back tonight. And you don't have to stay up until 2 a.m., which is the official time it changes, of course. Unless you're Casper, you've already done it last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you did it last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we have a week's delay for Casper, but they understand what, what that's all about. And time shift, too. So they're hanging in there with us, Chris. That's the main thing. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, the um, time change tonight. You want to get that done. Oh, and then it really feels like it's the winter is coming when it gets dark at five o'clock right or then at four thirty, or whatever it is yeah i think we go i don't know we talked about this last season i think we go as early as like four twenty five or something like that for the sunset anyway but on the other hand in another six five six weeks the days will start getting longer so that we can look forward to that anyway this is from christopher i live in a windy bluff what is when a strong wind strikes the side of the house I can feel the second floor vibrate. Is this normal? Well, this is an interesting question. Houses, like all structures, are designed so they flex a little bit. It's the same principle engineers use when they design railroad or highway bridges. If they didn't flex a little under load, they would just break. They would just fail. So a little flex is built into all structural designs. So that's it's kind of normal. I don't know what excessive is. It's probably not excessive. You may notice big picture windows on the windy side of the house. If you really stare at them, if the light is just right, you'll notice that the big glass panes, there's a tiny bit of flex in there uh, also. Again, that's intentional. I really wouldn't worry about it. You know, the the problem, of course, Christopher, as you know, is the, the noise. The vibration is a little scary. I'll tell you another noise that drives people nuts. If you have a uh, if you have a, an attic access with a piece of sheetrock, like in your master bedroom closet, it'll vibrate up and down as the wind blows through the attic. There's a, a negative pressure uh, uh, up there that'll lift that uh, access up and down, up and down. And it, you're going to have to, you know, there's lots of ways to overcome that. You can put some uh, styrofoam or rubber uh, dampers, you know, where the sheetrock is in the opening. So to kind of dampen that noise out, you can put a little lock on there. I see people do that a lot because that vibration wakes you out in the middle of the night. And um, so anyway, um, uh, that that flexing up and down kind of a rat-tat-tat sound is easy to fix with a piece of rubber, styrofoam, or just a little latch that you can get like a screen door latch to latch that cover down. Our buddy John up in Wyoming is on the line. John, how are you today? I'm good. I was out doing some chores, listening to you, and I heard that last email that you just read, and I started. Oh, I got to call Ken. Yeah, is that does <laughs> that, that happen you know. at your house? Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I, I've gotten to the point now when there's absolutely no wind. I have more trouble sleeping than when it's sixty <laughs> mile an hour winds. Very good. You know, it became it became that white noise. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, like some people use a ocean machine or any, just a background white noise and the wind is my, so. Does the wind at your house, does it actually whistle? Like around uh, no, the windows? No, I've got it sealed. I bought triple track storm windows uh -huh. from um, years ago. And they're on all the windy side, and they break the wind so the regular window doesn't leak. Okay, sure. So, I always, you know, I always thought, from, I always thought hunkering down, uh, uh, you know, under some extra blankets when there's a little whistling wind is kind of a comforting sound. But I, I know what you mean. Okay. I, I'm a white noise guy. I have a uh, a, 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 a air cleaner, HEPA air filter. That's my white noise yep. when I sleep, and it sounds like you have your own. Mother Nature does it for yep. you, huh? <laughs> yep, they, they do. Two tips that I always do at daylight savings or the, the fall time change when we fall back is I change the wiper blades on my vehicles. Ah, very because good. You don't, want, you, don't, you don't want to be that guy when it's you know lightly raining that's got them on as high as they go, and you're up on the steering wheel because you can't see. That's so a, I just use that. That's interesting. Yeah. There used yeah. to be, we used to talk, do you remember, uh, you listened to the show a long time, about change your clocks, mm -hmm. change your batteries. There was a campaign about smoke detector batteries, uh, changing them when the clocks uh, changed. That was before we had these, you know, 10-year lithium batteries and that kind of thing. But I like your idea of the wiper right. blades. Yeah, yeah. And here's, here's another trick. You know, in the fall when you get those bugs on your windshield and you can't get them off? Right. Yep. No matter. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Oh, yeah. It won't scratch the glass, but it cuts everything right off. So you can get, you know, so you can get the window clear because that's usually. But, you know, it's a little labor intensive, but that's another tip. And if you keep one in the, you know, in the winter when you get that uh, fog, steam on the inside of the wind window uh -huh. and you need to wipe it use one of those mr clean magic erasers to wipe it and you won't streak it if you use your hand the back of your hand guess what you got a big big old streak those magic erasers are pretty neat and i have you investigated those john apparently there are thousands of I, little uh, glass cells actual glass um microscopic mm -hmm. that just like nano uh, openings that just are they're magic. I mean, on baseboards or anything. Oh. I never heard of doing it on a windshield, but I can see it, it would do the yeah. trick. It it works great. And I, you know, I've done it now. You know, I just finished last, right before the last snowstorm last weekend, I went and redid my windshields and got all the bugs off because I don't think we're going to get many more this year. I think the but bugs I, they, have they was, gone bye-bye, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you do your wind, yeah, windshield, do you, do you wet it down or just use it dry? No, I, I put the I use in, on the inside. If you're doing it to clear the fr the fog off, right, it's dry. But to clean the outside and get the bugs off, I usually wet the windshield down with a with a squeegee type sponge, yeah, yeah. and then use that on the spots that it doesn't come clean. Does that make sense? It does. It, it does make sense. Yeah. And then last tip: if you don't want to, if you park outside and you don't want to scrape your windows. Uh huh. Rain X your Rain X your windows. Yeah. That puts a nano coating that fills in all the little pits that you get in your windshield over the year. Yep. 
So nothing, the ice can't stick to it. So when you get out, you can just brush it right off and you don't have to scrape ice. I put Rain-X on my uh, windshields. At my, my, I have an SUV, so the back one and the sure. and the main windshield uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 three or four times a year. And I love Rain-X. Yeah. It, it's just magic, oh, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been using it for 30 years or more. Yeah. But the best, like I said, the best thing is if you park outside like I do, you don't have to scrape uh, your windows. Ken, I know you're running up against the end of the show. I got a, another question for you. I'll call you back next well, week. Well, if it's a quickie, go ahead or call back next week, whatever. Let me call back next week because this might take five minutes. John, I'll look forward to it. Nice talking to you as always. You take care. You That's too. our buddy John uh, up there in uh, halfway between Cheyenne and Laramie along I-80, south of I-80, out in God's country, he calls it. And he's always a great, uh, a fun caller to uh, – it's a good way to end the show, right, Chris, John, our buddy John up there. We had Steve and John, two regular callers uh, to the program. Well, don't forget the podcast. Uh, you can um, uh, download a podcast. Just go to my site, aroundhouse.com. Click on Listen to Podcast. Chris will have this one up within an hour or two, depending on how uh, he gets distracted with uh, sports <laughs> on TV. But you'll have that up sometime today. But you can go uh, and uh, look at the last eight, you know, 15 months or so, 16 months of of podcast download them segment by segment we're glad you do that you do it a lot according to the statistics here at the station we appreciate that chris moyer again thanks for producing and a great job today as always and we'll see you next time during the week aroundthehouse.com if you want to set up a dialogue with me look forward to that otherwise god bless have a wonderful week see you next time pray for israel and peace in the middle east see you next time right here on around the house